You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for Plano Pulse with your hosts, Jamie Jolly and Jeff Beckley. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Jamie Jolly, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Jeff Beckley, 2018 Board Chair of your Plano Chamber, number one chamber in all the world. We're so glad that you've tuned in and we have a great conversation in store for you. Before we introduce you to today's very special guest, we'd like to take a moment to share a message from the sponsor of today's episode, CoServe. Plano relies on CoServe to power many of its homes and businesses, but did you know CoServe also empowers the Plano community through schools and nonprofit organizations? The CoServe Charitable Foundation funds grants for organizations like City House, Children's Advocacy Center, of Collin County and the Plano ISD Education Foundation to help ensure Plano's bright future. Learn more at coserve.com slash community. Thanks again to our great friends at CoServe for sponsoring today's episode. We're so excited to introduce you today to our special guest. You know him as Plano's favorite meat man, one of the friendliest guys around, and of course, for his iconic mustache. It's Gary Hirsch with Hirsch's Specialty Meats. Welcome, Gary. Thank you for having me. So, Gary, I'm going to tell you a little anecdote about when I joined the chamber back in 2005. uh, I came to the BI, Business Interchange meeting that we had on a Friday morning, and I didn't know anybody. And to walk in the room and see a hundred people around the room there with folks like Jerry Kazaya and you and Henry Gentry and uh, n- numerous others, uh, it was it was intimidating. Uh, but I'll tell you, I mean, from that first day, just getting to know you and how you made me as a new member feel welcome, I'll always appreciate that, and I've always cherished our friendship. But uh, but I'm curious more than anything about how you got started in. Hershey's Specialty Meat, what brought you to Plano and, and how did you open your shop? What, what interested you in becoming a butcher? Well, actually, you know, I started years ago in the early 70s. I had a, uh, a mentor, I had a neighbor who actually I started working for when I was 16 years old. He had bought a 7-Eleven franchise when they were only open from seven to 11. And he hired me oh, at, where the name at 75 <laughs> cents an hour just to oh clean and pour Slurpees. Well, uh, that didn't work out for him, so he went back into the grocery business. And what he did is where, wherever he went, he hired me on until one day, several years later, he bought his own little family-owned grocery store in Girls Point, Michigan. And I was sitting on a porch across the street from his house, and he approached me and said, hey, Flash, How'd you like to be a meat cutter? And of course, being employed at the time, sure, yeah. why not? Uh, and it just started from there. He put me uh, you know, in this little family-owned meat grocery store meat market and started learning uh, how to cut meat from the older meat cutters that wow. have done it all their life. And this is when it was still what we call hanging beef, carcass beef. So you had to break it down. It was, it was a bit different than it is today. 
So, okay, we need to backtrack sure. for a moment. This nickname Flash, there are several different ways you can get the nickname Flash. I'm hoping it has something <laughs> to do with track, being a track star, but please tell us no. what, how did you get the nickname Flash? Because whatever task I was given, I did it quickly. Awesome. There was no goofing off, no anything, because I guess one of the things I, I never wanted to do was embarrass my family or my family name. So I always felt like I'd, I had to be good for the namesake. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's awesome. Well, um, so you kind of stumbled into being a, a meat cutter and um, and then obviously opening up your own um, your own specialty meats. Talk to us a little bit about how did you how did you end up here in Plano? It sounds like you started up north and then eventually made your way here. To yep, Plano. Primarily weather um, way back in. Oh, gosh, 79, 80. Uh, my folks had already moved down here. And uh, unfortunately, my dad passed away one day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we had to drive down and, you know, in the, through the snow and everything, get down here to Texas uh, for the funeral, which was between Christmas and New Year's. And it was like 70, 73, <laughs> sunny every single day. And on our way home, going back to Michigan, my wife and I just looked at each other and said, you know, come the fall, we're packing up and getting the heck out of there. And we did. We had no jobs lined up, anything, just came on faith. And uh, I thought, you know, we get to Texas. I'm like, you know, look look at opening a little meat market, uh, which I didn't do right away because, one, we didn't have the money. And uh, I figured it'd be better work maybe in a chain store somewhere and kind of understand how they do things here. So that's what we did until the time came 13 years later. Well, we're so thankful that you didn't come the first time in August. <laughs> yeah. Because you might not be here right now. <laughs> but, uh, but again, we appreciate it. So um, you've been a member of the chamber for 26 years. Uh, you've done a lot. You've served on the board. You've been the Small Business Person of the Year. What inspired you to become a part of the chamber? Was, did somebody invite you? And, and what has it really meant to you and your business to be a part of the chamber? Well, good question, because years ago, when I was thinking about starting my own business, someone you mentioned, Jerry Kazai of the Auto Shop, said, hey, look, knucklehead, if you want to be successful Sounds just like in Jerry. business, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says, you've got to associate with other business people. So he dragged me into a civic club called Ambux back then, which was great because it was full of business people. And then uh, before I actually opened the business, I signed up with the chamber because I thought, what a nucleus. These are all business people. These are people I, I could probably benefit from. And uh, we did. And, and it's been such so much value to that. I even have customers will come in my store and say, hey, Hirsch, you know a lot of people, a lot of businesses. Who do you recommend for this or for that? I feel like I'm a source now. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But it's true. It's a valuable source. So I think something that's very interesting about you, Gary, is, um, you know, your your business has one of the most fun, interactive Facebook pages around with all some great contests and some really just funny things that you all are posting but you're kind of an analog guy. So um, do you have any involvement in social media? I know when we first met, you didn't have a cell phone. So talk to us. But you have one now, right? You have one now. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, those are one of those things you learn along the way is that if you're not good at doing something, get somebody else that is, and that's what we've done. I, I really have no love for cell phones and 
all this high-tech stuff. It's great stuff. As a matter of fact, I remember vividly back in the 70s working at the Roswell Market. We were discussing how someday everyone's going to have a computer in their house and computers are going to be able to do everything. <laughs> and I'm there and all my wisdom said, they'll never be able to cut meat. <laughs> Boy, am I wrong. I wow. tell you, I'm eating those words today because I've seen what computers can do in our industry now and everything's computerized. It's amazing. So yeah, I'm a low-tech guy, but I have great people handling that. Jerry Benton, my manager, he really is uh, the guy that put all that together with me and uh, he's done great with it. So I owe a lot to him and, and his knowledge of technology. So I've heard you say that before that uh, that one of the keys to success in business is surrounding yourself with great people. I mean, you said it here today, but I mean, talk a little bit more about that and how that's really kind of helped take your business to the next level. Oh yeah, when I started a business, I knew how to cut meat. Okay, <laughs> I knew how to cut meat. Right. I didn't know much about taxes. I didn't know much about accounting. Uh, there's um, managing people. It was a whole different role. It was kind of like on-the-job training. Uh, but fortunately, you know, you meet up with a great accountant. You meet up with a great attorney. You meet up with all these people that know all this, and, and they'll take care of you. And once again, one thing I've learned, if you don't know something, ask. Ask for help. Don't be afraid to. Uh, of course, there was a time in, in, uh, back in, was it 19, no, 2008 when the bottom fell out, and I uh, had a couple of businesses going, and it's like we lost 100 customers a week, and, you know, money was getting tight. You know, what do you do? I've got these loans to pay, and my accountant says, let's go talk to the bank. So what do you mean? Let's go see how if they can help you out. And I, okay. So we went, and both the SBA and the bank said, hey, you can go interest-free for six months, help you get over this hump. I didn't know you could do that, but he knew. So that's just one of the many ways, and... and uh, that have helped. I mean, even my other friends, Jerry Kazai and other people, uh, especially if you get to a point where at a low point and you don't know where to turn, uh, it's good to have those friends in those corners. Look, I've been here. I've been there. And here's, here's what you might be able to do uh, and give you that hand up. Well, and speaking of 2008, that was kind of a challenging time here at the chamber as well. We had uh, membership declines. Um, Financially, we were not in the best position at the time. Uh, we had some contention where folks had tried to start, start a rival chamber. And I remember you and I have had this conversation before that, that you were looking at the, at the situation and you kind of weighed it up. Um, tell me about what kind of led you to kind of not only you know, buy into the chamber and support the chamber, but really take a leadership role. I mean, you stepped up and really helped lead BI uh, through that challenging period, and we will forever be grateful for that effort that you put forward. But what led you to that, to really kind of realize that the chamber was the right place to be? Well, realize I've been a member for a number of years, and I saw the benefits from the chamber, and I saw the problems that were facing the chamber, and I knew these could be fixed. Because at that time, we had no leadership. So the number one thing was get leadership, which we did in Jamie Jolly. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled that I was asked to be on the search committee uh, to find Great a, choice. And, and it was, and, and I was excited when I saw her application. So I actually knew her yes, uh, from our uh, Texas Restaurant Association. I knew she was a great candidate. Um, but that was the one thing. And then there were so many other people that really wanted to help mm -hmm. and fix the problems, which 
It did, because look at us now. Here we are now, the number one chamber in the whole United States. I mean, that's just, uh, I can't say enough about Jamie and what the staff's done here. I'm telling you, I do too. I feel like (laughs) I'm sitting on the team of the World Series winners. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's just, it is exciting. I'm very proud of that. Well, it was nice when I did walk into that first interview and I saw a friendly face in Gary, and um, I appreciate the opportunity to serve this organization. It's been a lot of fun. So um, we need to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the day in the life of, of Gary Hirsch and kind of what do you do to make your your business work every day. And um, you all have great customer service. So we'll talk a little bit about so that. don't go away. But don't go away. We want to have you join us when we come back. And uh, we have a brief message from our presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse, Legacy Texas. I want a bank that knows my name. Scratch that. What I really want is a bank that knows my money. At Legacy Texas, we know what you mean. You expect a bank to treat you like more than just a number. That's a given. How it treats your money? That's the bottom line. We take a business approach to all banking, even when it's personal. So at Legacy Texas, we get to know exactly what you need. And more importantly, what your money needs. Legacy Texas. Change your mind about banks. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Gary Hirsch, owner of Hirsch's Specialty Meat, located here in Plano at Parker and Alma. Thanks again for joining us today, Gary. So we've had some great conversations so far, and uh, we did mention earlier that you've been recognized with awards, including Small Business Person of the Year, which was a a true well-deserved honor for you. Um, You've built this great business and an extremely loyal fan base. Um, What do you think are your biggest keys to success? Well, one of the things I've learned long ago was there's three elements to a successful business or retail business. There's price, there's service, and there's quality. Now, it's rare you find all three of those, but if you have two of any of those three, chances are you can be successful. So that was my whole strategy from the very beginning. The reason I opened my own business, because back in uh, 92, I saw what the chains were doing, especially the one I worked for at that time. They were all going to lower quality meat so they could all be price competitive. And uh, they were actually getting rid of meat cutters and meat equipment because they knew that they're going to start bringing in prepackaged product. And I thought, you know, there's still a segment of people out there that want quality meat because there is such a difference in the different levels of meat. So that's what I set out to do was just carry the best quality meat because I did not want to stand behind a counter and tell somebody, you're going to enjoy this if it wasn't good. Because once again, my name's on the door, the family namesake's there. Uh, and that's it. I knew there were people that would buy good quality regardless of price. Well, and you've obviously, and pardon the pun, carved out quite a niche here in Plano with, uh, with specialty meats. And we know that you serve some of the high-end restaurants and, and uh, customers here in, in uh, Plano that, that like to have high-quality meat. Um, you know, and you recognize that opportunity back in the early 90s when a lot of the chains were going to lower-quality meat. Obviously, 2018, it's a different game. Um, You know, a lot of the specialty meat markets have either been folded into or gone away, uh, folded into larger chains or gone away. 
What, uh, you know, are some of the challenges facing you and your industry today? What keeps you up at night and how are you responding to those opportunities or challenges that you see on the horizon? Oh, holidays keep me up at night because there's so much <laughs> going bet. on. We're so busy, so many bases to cover. Uh, the challenges I really see is that the average customer is not educated about meat. They know so very little and we get questions all the time and there's a lot of misinformation out there about meat. Everyone believes that nowadays meat's full of hormones and antibiotics. That just isn't true. It's You cannot put that in meat. It's against the law. But it's a marketing ploy for one company to say, sure. look, we're advertising we don't do this because maybe these other people are. No, nobody's doing it. So people are just overconscious about that without really researching it. Uh, Today's meat products are so safe, and, and the products that we produce here in the United States is wanted by countries all over the world because of the quality right, right. And, the, and the safety factors that go into it. It really is a good, wonderful, we have great product. With that being said, I kind of wish the uh, the Beef and Pork Council would do some consumer education right. because there just isn't enough out there. They're not giving the facts about meat. Uh, and things like you don't have to cook pork to 180 degrees. You know, 145, it's done. Um, trichinosis is is literally it's gone. Eradicated. You're not going to get that. Yeah. It's gone. You yeah. know, don't worry about that, folks. Um, and and educate them on the quality why you need eat eat need to eat meat. I've even had doctors actually send their clients to us because their diets were so far out of balance. They weren't getting the right type of proteins hmm. and things. So I had to put them on a, a red meat-based diet. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, but and industry could do better educating. Sure. And then I know we've talked a little bit in the past, too. So training in this profession is very limited. There's Are there a lot of schools out there that train or for this type of trade? have to understand kids today don't go to college to cut meat. They don't go to college to become plumbers. They don't co go to college to be auto mechanics like they used to. They're not trades are more computer oriented. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, yes, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State University have animal sciences departments that they can actually learn the trade, but they they actually use that education to go into other areas of the meat industry. Um, most of the meat cutters we have working at Hershey's, we actually have to train on the job. And it takes a couple of years to train somebody to get that level. But not everybody has the skills to actually get to that level. So it doesn't always work out. And I'm proud to say we've trained enough guys that even after they've left Hershey's, have gone on in a career for other chains or whatever. I even have one gentleman, uh, Nate, that's opened his own meat market in Dallas called Deep Cuts. So I'm proud of him that he uh, he ventured off and he's doing something and being successful at it. Oh, it's good that's guy. great. Being able to train that next generation. Absolutely. That's interesting. So one of the questions, I guess the big question that many of our listeners have, and, and certainly I have, is what is, a, what is a typical day in Gary Hirsch's life look like? Um, you know, Beginning, beginning to end. I'm very. I mean, I've seen you on Friday mornings, but uh, and I've seen you in the shop. Uh, but what's a typical day look like? Well, I mean, if you're talking a work day, you you know get up, shower, come to work, you know, <laughs> grind some meat, make sure everything your bases are covered. But I've got the, the great thing about now, after 26 years in business, instead of me and one other other person coming in and doing everything, we have multiple people that are really good at what they do. 
I can come in some days and I just feel like I'm in the way. Actually, I've got my Jerry Benton, my manager, who is a, a phenomenal meat guy. I've got Carolyn that runs the front of the store and everybody knows the position and jobs. So there's very little instruction because people know what to do. Uh, I used to kid everybody, you know, I tell them things are going so good, I'm working half days now. You know, <laughs> seven to seven, that's yeah, a half day. Half but actually it's gotten a little even better than that, but uh, it's good to have a people that work with you that uh, actually want you to get out and get out refreshed, come back and take care of me. They, they do. It's great. So. And that's great advice for any, especially small business owner. I know I feel the same way with our team. It's so nice to come in and um, I may be out of town for a few days and come back and everything just keeps clicking along and working. And so um, I think that's important as people are trying to figure out how to manage their business. Um, we've talked a lot about the business today, but we also know there's more to Gary than just Gary's specialty meats, um, Hershey's specialty meats. So tell us a little bit about how you keep busy when you're away from the store. Um, we know you love a good glass of wine, but what else could we find you doing on the weekends and when you're not at work? Well, um, gosh, I like Sunday mornings. I get up and I take a little motorcycle ride because uh, that's the, the best time when there's less people out there driving around on their cell phones. So that lasts about <laughs> 9 o'clock, and I put it away. Uh, I've got my little convertible. I'll, I'll drive down to on Mondays to the store to do some paperwork. Um, we've just moved recently, so we're still involved in, you know, moving, oh getting gosh, house stuff ready. Yeah. Uh, that's taken up a bit of our time. Of course, we, my wife and I are both in, too. We like going, traveling to, to wine areas, different parts of the country and world that uh, we just totally enjoy. So that's fun, and our wine friends. So. Yeah. And you're good about kind of helping customers know what wines go with what meats. And so it's on-the-job training. It's it's a legitimate <laughs> travel expense when you go. Well, it's fun because if somebody's buying a great piece of meat, I'll ask them what kind of wine are they going to open. And from that one question, you can tell how much they know about wine. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they say, oh, red, a red wine, they go, oh, okay, that's nice. Um, but then I'll tell them, you need to open the bottle with the cork in it at least. Yes. For good piece of meat. <laughs> oh, that's great that's advice. That's a good idea, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, again, every year, one of the events that we look forward to here at the Chamber is the after hours that you have at the store. And uh, folks really kind of mark the calendar and say, oh, yeah, it's the Hearst's Specialty Meat uh, um, Extravaganza. Yes. Um, what kinds of things are, do you do throughout the year? What kinds of things do you have coming up, um, you know, uh, that, that folks can look forward to uh, for Hershey's Special Meat? What kind of, uh, um, you know, chamber uh, discounts and, and uh, you know, and things like that? Well, it's easy to discount yourself to death. And one thing about being in, in retail and meats, your markup isn't super high, so you can't give great discounts, or you're, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. It's right. that simple. Right. Um, but we do offer weekly specials. We have a newsletter that people can sign up for. Then go to hershesmeats.com and click on the logo of the little guy with the handlebar mustache. It'll bring up a newsletter. It'll tell you the, the specials we have going that week, and also give you a recipe, usually for something we're featuring. Uh, and usually you're going to see certain cuts of meat in that newsletter. You're not going to find in most grocery stores or most places, especially at the, yeah. the level of quality that we're offering. That's great. Very good. So, uh, again, uh, we've enjoyed, we enjoy having you here. It's been uh, 
uh, great getting to know you over the years, and we've got a little more insight to who Gary Hirsch is today. You obviously enjoy uh, your line of work, and we're so much uh, grateful to all that you've done, not only through your business, but through the Chamber. Again, I, you know, we mentioned Chamber of the Year. A lot of that had to do with all of our members and especially the efforts that you put forward in helping us be the great Chamber that we are today. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for sharing a few minutes and giving us some insight to Gary Hirsch. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you, Gary. We also want to give special thanks to Legacy Texas for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. Speaking of sponsors, we are currently seeking episode sponsors for future installments of Plano Pulse. Contact us at the Chamber for more information on how you can get your business in front of our audience. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode later this month. Chamber works. <laughs>